My name is Vida, Sister Prince, and today is May 14, 1992, and I'm interviewing Arthur Zepf. Z-E-P-F. Z-E-P-F, and we are at the St. Louis Altenheim Retirement Home uh, in South St. Louis on Broadway, and we're doing this interview for the uh, oral history project concerning World War II at the Missouri Historical Society. And Mr. Zeff has been kind enough to discuss his part in uh, being on the draft board. In with Mr. Zeff, um, approximately how old were you in 1941? Let's see, I'm 88 now, and this is 91. 92. years ago. 80? 38. 38? And what were you doing at that time? Well, at that time, <coughs> I had been admitted to the board, and I was employed by Nickel Erickson, American Home, uh, real estate, savings and loan, and practice of law in connection with real estate. With real estate, okay. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, li and uh, wills and probate and so uh -huh. Where were you living? At that time, I was living at 5246 Sunshine. Uh -huh. Which, where is that? Uh, are you familiar with uh, Gravelay and Hampton at uh -huh. all? Uh, uh, it's the first street before you get to Hampton Avenue uh, on, on Gravelay. Okay. Uh, see if I can, well, you know where Jefferson, where King's Highway and Gravelway is. Mm -hmm. It's about, well, King's Highway, then there's Loughborough, and about three or four blocks past that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, you had a family? Yes. Uh, uh, a wife, of course, and three children. And uh, what school did they go to? Well, uh, let me interrupt, interrupt this. Okay. I'm talking about 50 years ago, yes. so my memory may not be I too know, and that's what I was thinking when I asked you that um, uh, we'll, just, we'll just go right to... Well, no, I can tell you the school. Oh, okay. They went to St. George's Catholic School uh -huh. out on Gravelway and Hampton, Gravelway and Higgy, and they, from when... Uh, St. Rachel, the Archangel, was opened which is on Jameson and, and Loughborough, they transferred there. Mm -hmm. My uh, two daughters went to uh, Notre Dame High School, and uh, my son and my one daughter went to uh, Montbon. The other one decided not to go to college, and my son went to St. Louis University St. Louis University and St. Louis University High School. So, uh, along comes uh, Pearl Harbor. Yes. And um, uh, how, how does that affect you? Well, I was, it affected me by not realizing that it was, we were going to be in war and uh, that my appointment to the board was going to be active. We were activated about a year before that. Why was that so, Mr. Zeff? At one time, you may not want to put this on, however, whatever you say. Mm -hmm. At one time, there was a move for one year's military service. And we were board, a selective service board to prepare the boys, to have the boys come in and take their one year's service. And, uh, and a number of the boys, young men, came in and volunteered rather than going through the selective service uh, process in order to get that out of the way and get married. Uh, I served in the uh, B section of the 24th Ward, which is what is known now as the Hill or Italian area. Uh -huh. And it seems that they have a custom or had a custom that uh, they became engaged and we were married a year after. I see. Now let me interject. I'm an old man, 
You may find me talkative. If you do, just cut me off. I'm listening. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll direct it. We'll do it together. Okay, fine. Um, but I appreciate that. Um, and you, you told me over the phone that you had no idea how you your name came no, up or got chosen. No, I have no idea. Uh, the the two, two other members of the board were both uh, natives of the hill, and uh, I don't know whether there was any more. Uh, there were some lawyers on the advisory part of the board. In other words, we were the board. We made the decision. If the young men didn't like it or disagreed, they had the right to go to this advisory committee uh -huh. for to defend them, much the same as the court. I know, I know nothing about it. I know, let's let's so explain it to me, just like it was, you know, really something new, which it is. You, your name was picked. You got a, a letter in the mail. Any idea? Okay. No. And so, um, how how did it work, and, and what did it mean? Well, <coughs> I accepted it. Accept the appointment. I've got my appointment here, and then uh, we met together as a board, three of us, and uh, one man decided he'd like to be chairman, and another one would just act as a member, and I was picked as secretary because of my office experience, not because of my handwriting, <laughs> and uh, the man who acted as chairman, I found out later on, being an Italian, had not learned to read or write at Oh, I see. Uh, then uh, they, uh, the boys were told to the board, come to the board office and register, and the board office was on Arsenal and Mackland. You know where the uh, various hospital buildings are on Arsenal Street. Uh, mm -hmm. We were on imported at in the uh, hospital end, and we had an office room there. Uh, I think that was 5900 Arsenal. I'm not quite sure. And we had a and we we organized. And we were authorized to appoint a, a uh, clerk, and that was uh, Chauncey Kruger, the, who was a former uh, circuit judge here. And he, in turn, employed uh, a young lady to act in the office. And the contact with the board was largely through the clerk of the board. We tried to avoid personal contact. Uh, why? So that we couldn't be questioned or we'd, after we got all the facts together. Uh -huh. We didn't want them to have the, feel the authority to come into us and make an appeal because we would have been overworked. However, when they felt they had an objection, they were if they asked for an appointment, we'd be only too glad to talk to them. Okay. Now, you said that they were notified. They were, they were it was... Was Somehow or other, the number I, come up. I don't really. Uh, they got a draft. I I don't know anymore, but they were notified somehow or other, mm -hmm. and then they got a selective service board number, and we, if I remember correctly, called them up uh, according to their number somehow. Are, are you talking now about before Pearl Harbor or after Pearl Harbor? This was before Pearl. Harbor. Okay. This, the, the board started before right, Pearl Harbor. Right, that, that I remember that you said, but I didn't yeah. know where we were. Uh, that, that was part of the selective service system, would be where they would get their military service out of the way. Over the, in a year. That's right. Okay. And when they came, just as an aside, when they came in to, to see us, well, they had, a, they had a volunteer. I mean, otherwise they would have been selected. When they came in to see us and telling us that we were, they were going to, they were going to volunteer. We cautioned them because they may not come back at the end of the year's service because they were in the army. Mm -hmm. And then, well, of course, wh why might they not come back? Well, because we were going to be. We sensed the fact that we were going to be in, and they were sworn in into war. At war and at military service, and uh, they, uh, it was just our own. Punch, let's put it that way. 
but not, we don't want them to depend on us as a board to, to depend on coming back in a year. A good many of them you didn't. didn't want the responsibility of assuring them that they would just be in for a year. That's right. We, we wanted to do that. That's good. Okay. Now, was this something that you were told to do? Or no, no, we did that, that the three of you decided on? We, we, maybe we were a little uh, overconscious about that, but uh, we didn't want anybody to come back and pointing a finger at us and say, now look, you told us we were going to come out. How did you feel about this responsibility? Did you welcome it, or were well, you, did I, you feel like it was a pain? I felt that, oh, I didn't welcome it. I had often wished that someone else had gotten it. But I felt I was between two, the age brackets. I was too young for the First World War. My brother was drafted. And I was too old for registration in the Second World War. And I figured, well, I'm not going to be eligible for military service, so if this is my job, I'll do it. That job it was without compensation and without any expense or anything else. Mm -hmm. um, and when did you all meet, and how often? In, in the uh, uh, asylum. No, I when? When? Oh, that we had no set time. We said we met once a week, mm -hmm. and uh, we. We tried to uh, we let them know what nights we would be meeting. We weren't trying to dodge the issue, but if we were going to pass uh, on a man's eligibility or not, we felt we wanted him to put all of his facts before us and let us make the decision. Mm -hmm. and, and how did he do that, on paper? They signed, they, uh, signed a questionnaire which gives their facts, I mean, date and age and uh, employment and all those things. And then when that questionnaire was completed and they turned it in, if I remember correctly, we took them according to their draft board number. Mm -hmm. And uh, as they came up, we'd, uh, they, they turned their questionnaire in as they came up their number came up. We get that questionnaire out uh, at our meeting and uh, decide whether he was eligible for service or not. And of course, there was a single man and a married man and a married man with children and occupations, professions, doctors, and so forth, and uh, nationality. I guess that's about all. Nationality. What would the nationality have to do with it? Well, uh, it looked like uh, we were going to go to war with Germany. And we wanted to determine what this man's background was, because at that time we did have some subversive activity in this area. And then, of course, uh, when we went to war with uh, Japan, uh, we had some of those. You had some uh, Japanese Americans yes. living here. Mm -hmm. Not many, but not many um, here. But no subversive activity no, no, with no, the no. Japanese Americans. No, no, we had no problem with them. In fact, we had a. Well, I thought it was a striking example. Uh, a psychiatrist at, at the state hospitals was uh, registered, and he he could have gotten an exemption, but he waived it, and then he went in. We could have kept him here because of this, and he later on he, he had served his term or whatever it was. And he went in a second time, and he never did come back. Mm -hmm. So the, the Japanese, some, somewhere. He was Japanese, that. you mean? He was Japanese, yes. Do you remember his name? No. no. Um, Mr. Zepp, could you give me a 
definition for the people that are going to listen to this tape um, in oh, so many years from now. What What is Selective Service? Selective Service was being selected for military service, but we were not at war at that time. Now, if you went in and took your military selective service, they picked you up. A lot of the foreign countries, every young man has to serve elected time, and we were putting that in here, which made us believe that we were going to have to use them someday. Uh, so <coughs> they were selected for an, a year's military service. And, uh, some of them volunteered, some didn't. And how about the cases? How did you did you let some people go that were that had reasons? Uh, well, yeah, there were well there were reasons. I mean, first place we were we were primarily after the single man. Mm -hmm. Then there was now I don't remember the classifications. Is there anything that you've brought me today that we should be looking at while we're talking? Yes, I brought here. And, uh, and also, if you get tired... No, I don't know how much time you If you have. get tired, let me know. No. I'm in pretty good health. <laughs> I see. This is just an aside. I, I worked until I was 86, so... Mm -hmm. Oh, here. That isn't going to do you anything. No. <laughs> Mr. Zeff has brought a nice group of things. All right. The president, this is a certificate, a very nice certificate that said that... This is a certificate of mine. My, I've been appointed as, uh, as a board member. Uh-huh. That was back in, in 1940. That was before the war. 1940. Okay. Um, you can October. take it over and read it if you okay, wish. Okay, October 17th. Uh, Appoint him to the board of St. Louis City Local Board numbered 24B in Missouri. And you've saved it all these years. Huh? You've saved it all okay. these years. 24 means that we were located in the 24th Ward, uh -huh. and the 24th Ward was big, so they split it up into two sections. And this is the, the President of the United States of America has awarded this Certificate of Appreciation to Arthur A. Zeff in grateful recognition of uncompensated services patriotically rendered his country and the administration of the Selective Service System for the period of one year. Well, I'm not trying to... I don't think those are original signatures. You don't think so? I don't. Okay. The next one I think is a two-year. Same ago. thing, but it's and it's got a blue stripe, one blue stripe up on this corner for one year, and here's another one, a duplicate, but it says for a period years. of two years with two navy stripes, and this is for the period of three years with three stripes on the left-hand uh, corner, and. This is mm, a five years with a, a V um, underneath the uh, Selective Service insignia or stamp. I and think that's from the American Legion, I'm not sure. Selective <laughs> Service System, Certificate of Service, honorably certify that AA. Zeff has honorably served as a local board member in the Selective Service System in the United States. And then it's October 14, 1940 to May 31, 1947. And now we have a different president. We have President Truman mm -hmm. signing that one and the last one before. And here's the Certificate of Appreciation from St. Louis Industry awarded to Arthur A. Zeff um, recognition of his public service in the faithful and diligent performance of his duties during World War II as a member of the Selective Service Board, St. Louis City and County. And um, St. Louis, this is signed by uh, George Smith, St. Louis Chamber of Commerce. 
and I don't believe there's a, a date on this. And this is Certificate of Public Recognition um, from the American Legion. That's beautiful um, to Arthur Seth. Okay. Um, for this is the same thing. Is this the, this is the same thing, Mr. Seth? <coughs> this is for the selected. Oh, I think that's from the Legion. It's from the Legion, but it's for a member of the selected service board. All right, and this one is. Uh, in the name of the Congress of the United States, the Selected Service Medal to Arthur A. Zeth. And this is also Harry Truman. And then there's, a, it's, all these have been signed by Louis B. Hershey, who's the director of the mm -hmm. Selected Service. And here's the medal. Oh, and the medal. Okay. I don't know why they gave us a medal, but they, they did. In a box? Oh, it's very nice. With the yellow and the gold and and blue ribbon. And it says Selective Service System, World War Two. Well that's very nice. With with some pins that you could and those wear. were things that we could wear on our lapels uh -huh. and so. Well they certainly did pay a lot of attention. Well, I think I can I have to give my wife credit for those. Yes, why? There's also one in here from the American Red Cross. Is there one from the Red mm -hmm. Cross? American Red Cross is a little Well, maybe that's pin. Okay. All right. Tell me why. You want to put the, mm -hmm. the rubber band back on? Just uh -huh. put the. Uh, okay. okay. Why? Um, why are you giving your wife credit for the medal? Don't worry about it. Just put them back in. Well, I'll, I'll just do that as we talk. Hmm? I was just going to put them back in as we talk. What, what about your wife? You were going to give She was the one who preserved those, I think. Oh, all of this? Mm -hmm. Well, that was very nice. I, wouldn't, I can't take credit for it. <laughs> for keeping them? Well, she was very proud of what you did, I imagine. Oh. Um, all right, so now you're, you're at the Selected Service board and and you're it's 1940 and now we we do have Pearl Harbor now how did that change things well, it, for it, you all we were at war I know and how did that change you as a member of the board I stayed on and then I could have withdrawn but uh, oh I mean my authority and my powers were the same we just went went on went automatically into. It was really a, still a selective service because we were selecting men to serve. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, it was to serve in the military for training. This is selective service. We actually at war. So did you did you see each person or did you just? No, no. We only saw them when they had their when they turned in their questionnaire and we passed on them as 1A, 1, uh, 2 something, and then they had uh, 1F and various, then we would send them a notice of what their standing was. Mm -hmm. And we would not see them again. <coughs> you saw them that first time though? No, we didn't. No, no. So you didn't see them in... No, that's in right. But uh, when we were notifying them that they were to... Uh, uh, they were class, let's say 1A. Mm -hmm. Then we'd notify them that uh, they'd have to be, be at the board office at a certain time, and we would send them down to uh, Jefferson Barracks where they would be taken into the uh, Army. service. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, uh, what, when, when they were ready to go, they'd assemble in the auditorium of the hospital and we'd uh, get them ready to go and then uh, the authorities weren't familiar with the St. Louis geographical arrangement. We used to have to get, get them together, put them in our cars and take them down to uh, 
Union Station, put them on a train, and there was usually a young officer there, and he'd take them over. And then from Union Station to Jefferson Barracks, they rode the train. So you had a very personal part. We did, yes. You were but what I mean is that they didn't know that there was so little difference between them. A few, a small, short of difference. And then later on they changed it and we loaded them in to a bus and uh, appointed one of them as sort of a Oh, head of it, they mm -hmm. gave him the papers, and then uh, but that bus would take him down to Union Station, and then finally uh, they let, uh, let us put him on the bus with one in charge, and we'd go down to Jefferson Barracks or the induction center, and the uh, authorities there would take him over, and then they were in the army. So you had a lot of responsibility. We felt we did, yes. We could have taken it with a lot less responsibility, but we felt that the men were entitled to fair treatment. We had very few who gave us any real difficulty. We had one young fellow, I remember him distinctly. He gave us trouble the other way. We kept uh, exempting him because he was an aircraft mechanic or something of the sort. But I can't even get a date. <laughs> can't get a date? <laughs> he wanted a uniform, huh? <laughs> but it all worked out. And of course, what we tried to do, the family members had come to the auditorium with the man. And uh, if we were to leave at 7.15, we'd by at seven o'clock, seven o'clock, about fifteen minutes before departure, we try to get everybody but the men out of the auditorium. Mm -hmm. Don't cut out the tearful farewells and all. Mm -hmm. I felt very conscientious about it because of my age. I mean, here I'm putting these boys in. It all worked. It was a difficult time. Oh, yeah, it was a difficult time. We had food stamps and um, gasoline stamps and a few other things. And they did give us uh, gasoline stamps for transportation. Mm -hmm. They gave us tires. Not they didn't give it to us, but the authority did. And uh, as my family grew bigger and the third child came around, we were. I had one in the, one bedroom for, for the three of them. We felt that it should be changed, and uh, I had to go around to the various material houses and, and showing showing them an exception for, to permit me to have the materials and all that. So mm -hmm. We were living a restricted life, but it, it wasn't too bad. Did you ever hear from any of the people that you uh, no? Uh, I want to I want to get to the home life, but I have a couple of uh, questions about. Did were they able to choose their service? No, no, no well, no, I don't think they were. They uh, these various branches of the service would tell our headquarters how many men we want they wanted and what service needed men. Mm -hmm. Before the war, could they choose? I can't answer that. I don't know. Um, how about um, black Negroes at the time? What? Negroes. Black, blacks Well, there was the no time. distinction. They just... They they, just they, they, there was no distinction. They, they went in. We didn't have any. In, in our area, area. Mm -hmm. but they had made no difference. Mm -hmm. um, all right. You mentioned that there was some subversive activity uh, as far as the German community. Yes, there was a couple of places here where the Germans were inclined to feel sympathetic to the German cause. We had. Uh, 
on Lafayette Avenue here, Jefferson and Lafayette, there was a, a German house, and then there was a German sports club where they all, uh, well, we didn't have too much, uh, but there was a natural allegiance to the to the old country. Well, there's a difference between the German cause and, and the uh, an allegiance to the old country, where people had relatives and, uh, you know, it was... They were brought over here from the old country. Yeah, but I mean, some, you know, we're talking about did people have a linkage with the, 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 the German, the Nazi cause, or just an allegiance to the old not, country. No, not, not with the Nazi cause necessarily, but it was uh, mostly with the uh, uh, their families, the families, and they had culture, culture, and that sort of thing. And uh, uh, <coughs> the uh, the Germans, particularly, are uh, native land country, their customs and all that sort of thing, and in. This area, Southside, uh, a lot of people talked only German, although they were native-born. Sure. My fam, my in my family, my parents talked a lot of German. Mm -hmm. Did you get any trouble or no, no, any? We didn't. No, we didn't have any real trouble here. Uh, no, it was just that uh, they, they felt that the na natural the uh, German culture was superior to the American. Do you have a victory garden? Yes, my wife had one. Did she? Over close by, and she raised some. My wife came from a small town, uh -huh. country district, and uh, she could go out and raise better vegetables. I was too busy sporting three kids. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, did the schools do anything as far as scrap drives that you remember? Oh, as far as what? Scrap drives or Oh, yeah, all that sort of thing, yes. I mean, do you have any stories that you'd like to tell about anything that you can think of that these, these kinds of things I'm talking about would bring to mind as far as your family was concerned? Nothing particular. <coughs> Of course, my background being German, uh, <coughs> one of my, who was it? I think an uncle of mine, so he, he was an ex-German soldier. Of course, that was way back. Yeah. And, uh, there was no American military man was anywhere as good as that. Is German soldier? No, I, I have nothing particular. I, I can imagine that that could have been uh, um, difficult for people. They they have a, an allegiance, and that's where they came from, and it would be very hard. <laughs> they 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 were brought up in it. Eh? Now the Italians we had no particular trouble with. As a matter of fact, at one time, down in further down in Missouri, we had an Italian prisoner of war camp here. Mm -hmm. They were brought over here. And treated nicely. But the reason they brought the Italians here was because they didn't want to bring any Germans here. Um, all right. Um, how, on the home front, do you remember any rallies? Did what? You, any rallies? Like people coming here for bond rallies? or We had bond drives, and that's what, of course, Yes, we all bought bonds, and uh, I didn't participate in that. Mm -hmm. I figured I was just on doing this job on what was at least a, a weekly, a weekly basis, mm -hmm. and oftentimes you know, transporting them down to the induction center. Uh, I figured I was doing as much as I could. There was a move at one time to have all of us commissioned as officers in the army, but we we, we didn't. Yeah. Uh, do you remember any blackouts? No. Do you remember um, when when Roosevelt died? 
uh, after we had talked to him and tried to get him in. And so a lot of the, uh, the men, after they were in the army, were discharged because uh, they were incompatible. Inca they, they didn't Couldn't work, make it. You can't have a man like that. Mm -hmm. uh, when did you feel that the, um, uh, it was lessening up, the desire, the need for men? Uh, did it lessen up? Not until up? the war was over. Okay. Because they still didn't know about Japan. They still felt they might have to invade Japan. Well, of course, you read some of the magazine articles today and you feel sorry for the poets that were in Japan. At the beginning of it, during the, uh, the war with Japan, they must have sent a lot of untrained men in Jap The Japanese were preparing for years. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd like to know um, if the war had a direct impact on your life. Uh, yes, it, it, not professionally, yes. Uh, I've been with the company for a good many years, and uh, Mr. Ye Lewis Yeckel, who was the founder of it, his son was vice president in charge of sales. He volunteered and they moved me up. And I got to be in charge of sales. However, in fairness to myself, the minute he came back, I stepped down. And they did leave the appointment as vice president in, but I stepped down and... Voluntarily? Well, well I would have been asked to, I hadn't, but I did. Mm -hmm. And uh, during the war, I, in order to keep, thing, keep the company going, I worked some pretty hard hours, but I did, it, the war did give me a chance, there's no question about it, but I felt that it was my duty to step out and let him take back what he left over. And um, so you, so it, 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 did you get more pay for? No, my pay was about the same. About the same. Um, so it impacted on you? Uh, Outside of your work because of the draft board and and uh, no, I lived a normal life. Well, you did, but but you told me what you did and it, it, you had different feelings and thoughts and mm -hmm. uh, you were doing a job. Mm -hmm. um, all right, Do you, is there anything that uh, that you would like to uh, talk about that I haven't? Discuss. Well, uh, just don't put this on the record. We'll get it along later on. If you want my background. Oh, give me your background. Uh, give me your background. I've got an eighth grade education. My brother was, I went to high school. The, the tape is running. Huh? The tape is running. The tape is on. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Oh, okay. okay. And uh, my brother was drafted to the First World War. I had to go to work. And I got a job as an errand boy and went to night school about seven or eight years. And finally, I wound up as a license to practice law. I don't have a college degree. Oh, you didn't have to have one then, did you? No, I went to a small school. Where did you go? I could say Missouri, but that wouldn't be the truth. Missouri. We're into the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Missouri School of Accountancy and Law on California and Cherokee, three, three nights a week for about seven or eight years, and worked during the daytime. And what did you do during the daytime? I was with the, the same company, Eccleton, the same company. Oh, I see. As, uh, well, I started out as a clerk and, uh, and advanced a little bit. And, uh, and I decided to move me into the fellow who volunteered. And, and uh, after that, I, after the war was over, we continued on, and uh, I finally got to be vice president in charge of sales and lawyer and all that sort of thing. And, uh, I was with him until 19, uh, 1990. 
1990. I was with him for 60 years. Oh, my goodness. No. He just, I was just walking. He must have, did you enjoy it there? I came in contact with Mr. Jekyll, who was a fine man. Another nice contact I made was with an Episcopalian priest who was a former army officer out of West Point. And he told you to do something. He did it. He did it. His brothers were, one was Addison Meisner, the architect in Coral, uh, West Palm Beach, mm -hmm. and Wilson Meisner, who was somewhat of a playwright. I Mrs. F., what was it like growing up for you in St. Louis? It was rough. Tell me. <laughs> you don't want to? Okay. I'll tell you, but I'd rather not to. All right. Well, then, may I thank you for talking to me today? I called you this morning, and you graciously... Well, now, if you want without having it on the record, I'll tell you. But just use your own judgment. Um, let's turn it off for a minute. Be very uh, I was born at Tula Seward Street in a two room and a kitchen, cold water faucet tenement with eight families in the yard. And uh, no, no, uh, one cold water faucet, and the usual shed in the backyard, no heat, except and, uh, a father who wasn't too ambitious. And from there on in, I went to grade school, high school. And I really had no business there because my family wasn't wealthy enough. Where was high school? A public nice public high school. What, what, which one was it? Uh, McKinley. McKinley. And uh, after working for $25 a month for about six months, I decided I'm going to go to school. I went to night school for seven or eight years. Night school. And worked full time. Mm -hmm. which, which you were telling me before. You, you had a thirst for education. Of what? You had a thirst for education, a desire. No, I was hungry. I was tired of seeing other people having more than I had. Mm -hmm. And you knew you needed to do something. And I, my tuition was paid for, and my brother and I supported our parents for many years. Your tuition was paid by... No, we paid it. You paid it. Nobody paid anything for us. There were t the two of you? Yeah, and then he decided to get married. There's seven years spread between us. He decided to get married, so I took over. And when I finished the school, I decided well, I wanted to find out what it was with these girls. And that's, about, that's about it. Were your parents good to you? Hmm? Were your parents good to you? Yes and no. My father was a morally good man, mm -hmm. but he didn't like work. He didn't like work. Mother, she was a miracle. She managed to keep us going. It's wonderful when you can think back and, and remember what Yes, it is, but think. when you see the way people have to be helped today, all this free education, job training, and uh, student loan. That's the reason why we're in trouble. They owe too much money. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, and in the real estate and loan business, none of them pay cash anymore. What do you suppose makes the difference between a person like yourself who was motivated because you wanted better and those who don't they get They get it too easy. And oversale of education. They, the educators 
I don't know whether you're an educator or not, but the educators, they've always got something to sell them to go another step further. Our, the school I went to was in the second floor of, a, of the Cherokee Street in this district. Our room, school rooms were up the second floor of a dime store mm -hmm. and a movie house. And, uh, I didn't work too hard at high school. Um, I didn't belong there. The teachers weren't too interested, and, uh, uh, but when I found that I had to, I wanted to do anything better than two rooms in the kitchen and a cold water I said, I mean, that's, that's it. Mm -hmm. Then when you, when you figured that out, you got going. I had enough. Did you have a, did you have a, anybody like that you wanted to pattern yourself after? At, at some point in your life? Mm, no, not particularly. No. I had three men who influ influenced me. It was the Episcopal Church and 520 Rutgers. Louis Echo, who gave me a job. And, uh, well, not, not a man, but my wife. <laughs> you loved her a lot. Well, yes. I played the field for a while and got tired of it. <laughs> okay, I don't want to tire you now, so that's a, that's a good exit line. That's and right. I want to thank you very much. And it's it's right. been I wonderful meeting hope you. I hope I haven't bored you. Not at all. I wouldn't have kept asking you questions had you bored me. Thank you. you. Know, older men like to talk. <laughs> and, and younger women like to listen. <laughs>